Hey, I'm Ree, and this is episode one, my story of the podcast, My Reality. In this episode, I just want to tell you guys a little bit about myself, introduce myself so that you can you can get to know me. I am Ree. I also go by Rochelle. Um, most people know me by those two names. And it is my... It is my um, mission here on this podcast to start talking about things that relate to me. And since I am all-encompassing and I am everything that I say I am, I want to kind of... I did not want this podcast to be the podcast that I created to be on one topic. I want it to be like myself. You know, we are very multifaceted people and so i didn't want to just create a genre or uh you know find a niche and then talk about that niche no i am the niche and so i'm gonna talk about whatever the hell i want to when i get ready to today i'm gonna talk about myself because you guys should get to know who i am and the easiest way to do that is for me to just start talking, right? Um, so, like I said, I am Ree or Rochelle. I am a mother. I am a daughter. I am a sister. I am a friend to many people. Um, my most, I mean, I can go on. I'm also known to some of you guys as the girl that do the readings. I'm a medium, a hoodoo lady. I don't just stop at hoodoo. I'm a magical woman, okay? And that means in magic in all ways. I devil and dabble in a couple of different types of magic, not just one. I am not initiated into any magical practice. Um, as of yet, I kind of just know shit, you know? And so, I have a very, a lot on a range of tools and things that I use to be able to get people's messages out to them. I do also, you know, do a little root work and have my little shop called the Purple Pumpkin Hoodoo. Um... I also do a lot of affiliate digital marketing on Instagram and TikTok. I'm a content creator over on YouTube and Facebook, Instagram, like a content creator all around. And I like to garden and I like to read and I watch movies and I watch a lot of TV. And I like to listen to music. And one of the things that I wanted my podcast to to encompass is my love of the arts, um, my love of music and movies and literature. And I wanted it to be, I want to be able to express those things in a way that you guys can relate to or even I can relate. Like, what is it? What does it mean to when you hear this song and how does it make you feel and how do you relate that feeling in your everyday life like those feelings should not just go away as soon as the song turns off and then the next one comes up and you never revisit those feelings again so i decided to make a podcast in which 
for the first couple podcasts, I'm going to be talking about how my favorite songs from a certain artist and how those songs kind of shape my perception and my reality um, and my thoughts on different topics that as it relates to those songs. Um, I'm probably going to end up doing, I want to include some kind of, you know, magical witchy tip, but I'll see because some days I might not want to do that. And other days I really do may feel the need, the urge, spirit might come down and say, Hey, we need you to tell them this. So we were going to, we just going to see how that plays out. Okay. This time I think I am going to pull some cards. But that'll be a little bit later in the episode. So, that is me. I am a mother of six. I am a mother of six. I cannot believe that. I cannot believe that last year I gave birth to my sixth child. I can't believe that. Because I was one of the ones that said I did not want to have any kids. Okay. Now, on my in my like life journal, I wanted kids but I wanted them once I was settled like you know the American hype provides and says oh you should be you know at 25 years old and have a nice um career and a husband and a dog and a white picket fence and you're gonna be a nice whatever it is that you want to be but you you know by 25 you're gonna start your family and that's what I kept you know, in the back of my head, like at 25, I'll be out of school. I'll know what I want to do with my life. I'll have some kind of direction, but that ain't the truth. And anybody that's stuck on being 25 and not having your shit together, that's because you're not supposed to at 25. That's the bullshit. They want you to feel like you're not capable of being anybody or doing things that you set your mind to do because they want you to stop doing stop heading in the direction for yourself and come work for them that's what they want and that's what the system is designed to make you feel like you're not doing or you're not meeting your milestone so you can give up and work for them so do not give up keep pushing yourself if you don't have the things that you want give yourself more time to get them that is all you need to do. You don't have to stop going um, and, you know, stop per- proceeding down the path that it is for you to get where you need to be or you want to be. It's your life. And sometimes the best things in life is the detours that you're going to take because you're going to realize that sometimes you like the stuff that you started out liking and sometimes you really don't. You really don't. And you won't know that if you jump into everything or you don't give yourself time to to be able to live it live in it, you know? Or experience what it is outside or things outside of your comfort zone or your wants. Things that you never thought you was gonna do. And that's all I got for y'all. But, but yes, I have six children. I do not have any pets and I'm not married. I have never married. I have been in a few relationships. And one of my relationships um, ended very violently. And um, and so I'll be talking about that a little bit more in the near future, um, maybe, as needed. 
but um that person is the father of my children we have been together for 12 years and so there's a lot of history there and um yeah so now i am finding myself again i am rebirthing myself and my businesses um because i have more than one i don't just do the affiliate marketing i don't just do the spiritual stuff that y'all see me doing i also make candles and soap and household products like um um natural laundry detergent or laundry soap and you know carpet freshener those kind of things so um yeah that's what i do i love the garden too guys um, I planted my seeds at the end of April. It's been really cold. I'm in Maryland right now, and it's been really, like, off with the weather. It's been really cold, very, very, very cold in the month of May. So, I was thinking, like, okay, go ahead and plant. I'm thinking I'm planting my stuff late, like I'm planting my seeds late because, you know, by May, most people start seeing some stuff come up and they, you know, having some flowers and, you know, once you get your flowers, soon, pretty soon after that, you start getting your fruit and vegetables set. And I'm like, oh, I'm really late because I, you know, I was waiting to move and stuff. And it's been really cold to where I don't know if they're going to catch or they're going to stay alive. Or I might have to start over or go pick up some, you know, some little transplant plants is what I call them. Little foster plants from Lowe's, Home Depot, and Walmart or whatever. You know, the little ones that they get. But, yeah, that's me. I like to do things. I like to craft. I have to i was told by spirit um a few weeks ago at this nisa i went to which was a great experience and i'll talk about that in a whole nother another episode um but i was told that i have to create things i am constantly i constantly have to birth things and not not just children i'm done with birthing children i think i'm my shoot is closed but yeah so I do waist beads. I like to make, um, like, use the um, the clay to make little hard, you know, keychains and things like that. I finally bought me a, what is it called, a circuit or cricket, so I can start creating my own labels and going back to making my own. Like, I used to make, um, like, greeting cards and stuff like that um, a few years ago. And I miss doing that, so I'm going to get back to doing that. I mean, I like doing a lot of stuff. I do, like, I don't, my sister went to school for art, and, you know, she can do art all day long. I cannot. My daughter is an amazing artist. She got it in her blood, rightfully so. Her father is a, a great artist as well, and my sister. And I can draw and paint things and whatnot whenever I want to. Um... But I don't often because I have to be in a mood. I color the hell out of a um a coloring book though, like not the adult coloring book, but the children coloring books with the big pictures. I love coloring those. Anyway, it's just a way to like you know get back to yourself, center yourself, ground yourself. Speaking of grounding, um, I guess that's the spirit telling me to give y'all a tip. So a lot of us need to ground ourselves spiritually because we have a lot of um emotional 
um, instability going on. Like it's it's up and down and, and round and, and left and right. And we don't know what's up and what's down at this point. And so you need to start grounding yourself. And one way to do that is to take, um, to just go outside barefoot and just push all your emotions down into the ground and leave it there. Or go outside and put your back up against a tree and just breathe three or four deep breaths and then walk away. Okay, and don't look back. Another grounding technique that you can do if you don't have the time to do other things or you live in a neighborhood where people are going to think you're crazy, you can um get like a little a little crate or tub or something and get um and get some some um what is it called? Um you can also out if if you don't have a, access to outdoors like you would like or you know it's not clean as you would like to be you know standing around then take get some um get some sea salt and put it inside of the bottom the base of a crate and stand in from inside of that sea salt stand inside of that sea salt and push all of the negative energies that you have inside of your body all the way down from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet and once you do that, you want to take that sea salt and you want to pour it. You could pour it down the toilet. Well, I don't know about pouring it down the toilet. You just want to, I would pour it in a bag, tie the bag up and dispose of it in a, the local dumpster or whatever. Um, that's just what I would do. So that is your little spiritual tip for the week. So I'm going to go ahead and start this segment. We have been prophesizing over our community members since the beginning of time. And the reason why I'm talking about that is because one of the songs that touches me every time I hear it um, is Little Mo's My Story. And it's on the album based on a true story. And the song is talking about how the community, the people around her and her community prophesied over her at a very young age and told her that she was going to be a singer, an entertainer, and people would know her voice. And they did not lie. We know Little Mo. Some of you may be too young to know who she is musically, um, but you guys know her from being a celebrity on reality TV shows. And... I grew up listening to Lil Mo. My teenage years were nothing but Lil Mo. Um, I remember even like the first person that I even felt like really emotional towards. Um, I remember like her whole CD I can listen, like I listen to and I think of like little stuff that happened to me and you know, when I was that age. So those are some special songs and I want to take the time out to just Get some love and light to good sis Cynthia from the Baltimore areas. Um, I got a chance to meet her. Hold on one second. I got a chance to meet her um, when I was at Morgan State my freshman year. And she said some real shit. One of her messages was that you should not let people... Hold on, guys. It's my little sister. 
She kind of bursting sometimes. Um, you should not let people tell you what you're going to be if you know that you have the abilities to do something else. And that is very strange. Um, I know that is a contradiction of, <laughs> kind of almost sort of a contradiction of being, you know, a prophecy or whatever. But it's not. Because there are positive prophecies and there are negative prophecies. A positive prophecy is, oh, you know, go ahead with your bad self. Go ahead with that basketball. We got a basketball player in the family or an NBA player in the family. You know, we got a... Uh, uh, oh, we got the next Picasso in the family or Basquiat in the family. We got the next Tiger Woods, y'all. We got the next Serena Williams. We got the next Whitney Houston. You know, we got the next, uh, you know, astronaut or we got the next, you know, paleontologist, whatever, doctor. Okay, then. Okay, then, doctor. Um, that kind of thing. That is, those are positive prophecies and then you have the negative ones one of the most famous negative prophecy is you ain't gonna be shit because i ain't shit what movie is that from you guys comments if you know the movie all right um that is one of the most negative prophecies that you can ever say to any human being you share dna with and I'm saying that because your ancestors did not make it all this way through all the things that they had to make it for from through in order for you to not in order for you to not um to not be shit. So that is that is the most disrespectful prophecy ever um but a lot of people not just us black folks but a lot of people end up telling their children that they're not gonna be nothing because they can't see outside of what they were able to do were not able to do and did not have the courage to do another negative prophecy is telling a girl that a, a, a girl that she's never gonna be anything other than somebody that lay on their back and have babies that shit just eats me alive um, all you want to do is look in a man's face. <sighs> I don't even, I am not even going there. I'm going to just leave it at that. Um, one of my family prophecies is so like a little joke, but when you think about it, it's not even funny. Um, they used to say, oh, don't get on the pole. Don't, oh, we don't want you to go there because you're going to, you could end up on the pole. You're going to end up on the pole if you go there. My college experience was wild. Like, I wanted to go and I wanted to go to FAMU. I had got into FAMU. I wanted to go to NCCU. I had got into NCCU. I wanted to go to ANT. I did not plan on going to nobody's Morgan State University, which I do not regret my experience there. But that was not the plan. Um, that was not even discussed amongst myself. And I had no no idea, okay? I even wanted to, I would have even accepted going to John Jay up in New York if I could have had my way. But Morgan State was not on my list of colleges. And the reason why I was forced 
to apply to that school was because we want you near because we're not sure if you're going to be able to handle yourself um you know without somebody taking advantage of you and i'm like okay y'all i don't know what y'all who y'all think i am but okay um <laughs> that's what happened when you don't know your children and so um you know that was a deciding factor in where i went because oh we don't want you to get on the pole that is a prophecy in itself my thing is what is wrong with being on the pole if i am choosing myself with my intellectual being that am given permission why is it an issue what makes it undesirable for somebody to be on the pole and that goes all the way back so y'all grandma and them getting mad at the girls down there at the sugar shack because granddaddy don't know how to bring his ass home on time. And she trying to make face in front of them church people. Little do she know that the damn pastor is the owner of said sugar shack. And he being there faithful. You trying to uphold another person's keeping up with Johnson and Johnson. And your ass over here ain't having no fun. Everybody else is enjoying themselves. But that's that's where it comes from. Not being able to express. And feeling like women doing this on purpose. For attention. Everything a woman does is for some attention. Or because she not getting enough attention. Or because she got daddy issues. Do y'all ever think that people just do shit because they so choose to do it? Like, where is the the power of choice? But anyway, let's get back on topic. So, you know, that's one of the negative prophecies that my family like to push. Um, oh, don't get on the pole. Oh, she on the pole. Or, you know, just some craziness. Like, it don't really matter if they on the pole. They want to shake some ass. Let them shake some ass. I don't understand what the problem is. Um, do I have, have I ever been one to be, um, you know, outwardly doing stuff like that? I don't like people looking in my direction. Like I'm all for us having a conversation and being cordial with one another and sharing spaces, but don't look at me too long because then y'all don't understand what it is to be a medium and to be empathic at the same time. And so shit happens when people be looking too fucking long. Then your damn spirits think that I'm comfortable with you. And here they come begging. Can you tell her? Hell no, I'm not telling her. So that's an issue that I have. I don't like people looking at me for a long period of time. Not even like, oh, it's rude to stare. I don't mind. Like, staring don't bother me. If you're staring at somebody else, that does not bother me. Like, I ain't never had a problem with somebody staring till I moved down to South Carolina, to be honest. And them Charleston girls who don't like... Y'all gonna be mad with me. The Charleston girls who don't like people standing looking in their face. Why you looking in my face? Them same girls be the one that be staring at your ass. If they don't know who the fuck you are. And they will stare you down. That has been the only place that I have ever been stared at in my life. And I've been to pretty, some pretty damn crazy places. Okay? Um, but them Charleston girls, they'll stare at your ass. And then ask you what you looking at. What you looking at my face for? Can I help you? I'm like, girl, you was looking at me first. I don't even, I didn't even know your ass was here until I felt you looking at me, staring with your big bubbly eyes. 
Anyway, you beautiful, sis. But at the same time, damn, you ain't got to look that hard. I don't want, I don't want nothing in over here. I don't want nothing over here. He ain't got nothing for me, okay? Um. And so back to what I'm saying about um negative prophecies. Like I really don't like them because they make. First of all, they have children trying to live a pristine life because you don't want them to do something as an adult or uh, and I'm not going to just say as an adult as an adult with with influence and a trusted adult children are not going to want to disappoint you it is in there you know they they do they wish not to disappoint any adult that they love because they love you they want to make you happy and the disappointment is causing you pain they're not going to want to see you in pain and so you have children trying to out, you know, trying not to, not being who they want to be because you have put this negative connotation on something that maybe they wanted to do. That's why we still have a lot of these um, children that are closeted when it comes to their sexuality and not just sexuality, but things that they like. It's a lot of little kids in the hood that like comic books, but they don't get to you know, back in when I was growing up, you ain't see no little black kid with no damn comic book. Why? Because that's white boy stuff. That's white kid stuff. It ain't become cool to like comic books again until Marvel movies started coming back out in 2008. So that ain't, you know what I'm saying? That was dead. It wasn't even cool to watch comic movies. It was not. When Spider-Man was coming out, how many people went to see fucking Spider-Man? Not that many. When freaking, what's his name? Tony McGuire was Oh, I think that's his name. When he played um, Spider-Man back in, you know, the late, early 2000s, won't nobody really checking for that but comic book fans. You know what I'm saying? And now it's like now everybody named Mama be watching Spider-Man. You're you not cool if you don't watch it. And so prophecies have changed, you know? And that's another thing I want to discuss is let me finish with the negative connotation and negative prophecies and how... It changes the paths of some kids. Excuse me. If you're constantly telling somebody that they cannot do something because you don't have the vision, you don't see it, you don't see the path that they can see for themselves, and you're telling them that they can't do that, you're wrong. You should not be around children. You should not be around humans. You should not be in a position to where you are sacred to the well-being and the journey of others. Telling somebody that they cannot do something. When they see it, they have a plan. They know they can be it. You should not tell them no. If it is something that you have, you're not qualified to do or you have no knowledge of, you get the knowledge or you put them in the, the, the table. You put them at the table of people that know how or know about this thing. When I was little, I wanted to be a forensic psychologist because... My goal was to take the brains of serial killers who were, um, you know, put to death and use those brains to determine to make some kind of analysis, like put this shit up on a, a, um, a stand. And this was back in like 99, 2004, between 99 and 2004. Um, put the brain on like a machine or whatever and be able to diagnose and use the last images somehow of the brain and you know the brain energy the brain frequencies 
to be able to help people that are battling with mental illnesses today. That was my main goal. Like, that's what I wanted to do when I was little. Not be like a neuroscientist or nothing like that. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be a forensic pathologist um, or a forensic psychologist, one of the two. And that's why I wanted to do that. So, anyway, I didn't do that because there was nobody in my community that even knew or wanted to even talk about what a brain looked like outside of a head or I, it was too gory for some people like I was the kid that would watch unsolved mysteries like it was fucking scooby-doo like I would flip between scooby-doo unsolved mysteries and the cooking channel that was it like they knew but they didn't have like the closest thing that I was going to get was my grandma she was a nurse and I had no she was a nurse in nursing homes I do not have the desire nor did I have the desire then to be sitting here wiping old people asses or paying, giving them medicine and they cussing at me. No, thank you. Fuck you, old lady. That's the way I was thinking. And I still don't want to be in the health field. And so there was no way that I could get a seat at the table where they were talking about forensic pathology. Like nobody knew what that was back in the day. Nobody knew that it was even... I'm not going to say nobody knew, but there was no connections for that in my in my immediate family for me to be able to have that so that dream that prophecy that I was you know given to myself that had to go away I had to create a new prophecy because no one was able to feed into that for me so that I could get you know get the energy make it something make it true to the universe um and that's what happens with a lot of the children. You guys are talking so negatively about them instead of putting them in seats or, you know, in front of people that can better help them. You guys say, you you know, oh, you can't do that. That ain't never been heard of before. Give that kid a chance by putting them at the table with other people if you don't know how to do it. Okay? Find it somewhere. Back then, we didn't have a lot of... And the internet won't what it is now. Okay, the most I was going to get is a trip to National Geographic, um, which I went and I loved it. But, you know, that was it for me. It was no, there was no other way. Now you guys have no excuse. The internet is literally at the tips of your fingers all day long. So you can kind of, YouTube has been like phenomenal in allowing us to see into lives of things that we would not have ordinarily been able to see into. So there's no excuse. So that's negative um, prophecy and how you can turn your unknowing to knowing. Or put your kid in a situation or immersion to where they can find some information. Um, that's all you have to do. You do not have to tell them, like, you can't do that and try to persuade them to do something else. A lot of y'all got your mindset that y'all kids going to be rappers and, and, and content creators and you know, and, um, you know, the next kid on TV, all of these things, right? But you have to sit and ask yourself what your kids want. Because that's how a lot of us my age ended up going to college and getting all this debt because of your parents saying, if you don't go to school for something I want you to go to school for, I'm not paying for it. And so we took out all these fucking loans. We went to school for some shit that they didn't, we didn't really want to do anyway. Um, because the school that we went to did not have they um you know your your real true passion of um major 
And so you end up with all this debt and still in with an education that you really don't want or don't plan on using because somebody wanted you to be what you didn't want to be. Ain't that silly? Like that's that's absurd. That's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. But um yeah. So positive um positive. You know what? We're going to take a break. Let's take a break. Okay, so this segment, I am going to pull cards. Um, I have pull cards for this episode. And the first card um, is talking about what it is that you need to leave behind in order um, for you to have, like, what is some things that you need to be working on leaving behind to have a fruitful week this week? And that is being stagnant. The card that I pulled, I used the um, African Goddess Rising Oracle by Abiola Abrams. And I've been using this deck since October of last year. It was gifted to me from, by my mom. And it's been a wonderful deck to use. I mean, this Oracle deck does not... The energy that I, I get, it's amazing, okay? Um, the way the card... And I read cards intuitively. And I'm not even lying to you. Like, one card, I can pull it and it means something different for somebody else each time I pull it. But let me tell you how it's spot on with most of the time. 98% of the time, it's spot on with something that was written in the guidebook for these cards. Okay? So, the first card is what you guys need to be leaving or we all should be leaving behind this week in order for us to have a fruitful week. And that is... Um, being stagnant and not allowing ourselves to level up. And this card is level up, okay? It's a very beautiful card. And it has a queen and she held her machete and she has a throne and she's not sitting on it. She is not sitting on it. Why not take the opportunity that is before you? And go ahead and be and move forward with that opportunity, especially when it's some things that you've been waiting and asking your spirits, your ancestors, what whoever, your savior. You've been asking for these opportunities, and when it comes, you decide to leave it behind. How dare you? Stop doing that. This week we talking about leveling up. We will level up. Okay, we will not pass let our opportunities pass us by, okay? One of the things that we also need to be working on is creating routine, creating routine or ritual. Every day that you wake up, the things that you do become ritual. You go, you wake up, you pull the covers off yourself, you go brush your teeth, wash your face, use the bathroom, you come back, you check on your loved ones, you check your phone, you prepare breakfast or get dressed and get ready for your day. That is a ritual in itself. Then the process goes backwards for the nighttime. But you also need to be making sure that you're getting into the ritual and making space and time for yourself as a part of your ritual. Making space and time for your ancestors as a part of your ritual. Making space and time for your deities as a part of your rituals. Even if it is not Christianity, whatever you practice, you need to make space for that spiritual Real that spiritual um that spirituality segment you need to incorporate that in your daily rituals 
Stop leaving your spirituality to sit there until Sunday or when you notice that your altar is dusty. Stop leaving your spirituality by the side. You need to start incorporating that because that helps you through the week. By Tuesday, you already having a horrible week. Why? Because you're also dirty. Because you left your, your religion at church. Because when it was time for you to go to temple, you said you was going to pass this week. Oh, it's not important. I'll go when I get the time. Even if you can't be in the physical presence of whatever it is that you practice, you need to be there spiritually. And so taking a minute to just close your eyes and say a prayer is all you need sometimes. But making sure that you put that inside of a ritual. Making sure that at 12 o'clock when you take your your first break of the day, you go and you say some words of encouragement to your people, your spiritual team. Let them know that you you understand and you see them working with you. Get them some ups and downs. You know what I'm saying? Create ritual. It's something that we need to be doing this week. We have slacked off when it comes to creating ritual. Sticking to ritual. You know you're supposed to go to bed at 1030. Don't try to go to bed at 230. Don't try to go to bed at 830. 1030 is bedtime. Creating rituals. Um, the thing that we have to look forward to and something that we need to um, know for this week is to make sure we are honoring our desires. What is it that we want? And know that you can have it. Know that you can get what it is that you want. Know that there is only one person that is really going to keep you from getting the things that you want, and that person is yourself. Knowing all of that, you cannot help but get the things that, and attract the things that you desire. Attracting the things that you desire just by knowing that you can have them. Okay? That is the, that's it. That's the magic right there. Ain't nothing else to it. It don't get no simpler. I hope you guys enjoy this segment. And if you do, let me know what are some things that you're going to be creating and putting and incorporating into your rituals this week. What are some things that you plan on, you know, working on so that you can believe and understand that you can have whatever it is that you want? I want to hear it. Let me know. Okay, we are back. And now we're going to talk about positive prophecies and how to encourage ourselves in a positive way in order to fulfill those positive um, prophecies. So one thing that I will say about encouragement and how it is different when you prophesize over someone is that Excuse me, I was always encouraged to um, do what I wanted. I was always encouraged to want things. I was always encouraged when it came to me trying to know things. I was always encouraged when it came for me asking. Like in high school, I asked for the Book of the Dead. My mom made sure that I had it. Um, The only thing, the only two things that I can remember her not actually giving me to ask for was one when I was young like little elementary school I asked for a Ouija board did not get it um and I'm glad I didn't because obviously I don't need it anymore um I never did need it 
And so, and the second thing was a pony. I asked for a pony. I ended up with a sister. So, yeah, those are the only two things. Other than that, I was encouraged um, when they knew that I liked Egyptian history and mummies and I wanted to be a paleontologist and an archaeologist at a young age. I was given the tools to learn about it. Um, whatever it is that I desire to learn about my mom, she jumps head on, she jumps in and she actually makes sure that I have the, the tools that I need to, um, to proceed with those, um, interests. And that is one of the things I want to talk about when it comes to actually, uh, prophesizing over your children and encouraging them on said prophecy. Now, positive prophecies like you know you have a child my son for instance is into video games and he plays them all the time and he wants to be a content creator so i say to him oh you're gonna be great at content creating there you know people are gonna subscribe to you with no problem you're gonna be shocked at how many people you know how many young kids that look like you that's gonna have you in their homes and they're gonna you're gonna be a household name like how you watch such and such, they're going to watch you. Many people, like you're going to have, your views are going to be out of the, you know, out of the ass. Um, That's how I talk to him when it comes to him and his content creating on YouTube and other platforms. Um, My daughter wants to create, she's in the process of creating a horror video game. And she's like, you think anybody's going to... I know people are going to play this game. I know that you're going to end up going to, you know, GameCon and your game is going to be hosted one day. I know those things. Those are positive um, prophecies over your children. That's what it sounds like. Encouragement. And knowing that you say it and it is done. Knowing that when you speak over someone so innocent, it becomes real. Because they have a clean slate. The universe has nothing to bounce off of. So what happens when you put on all white? Everything starts jumping on top of it. Those children are precious, little delicate babies. And they are in all white. And the universe is ready to just spill all over those children it is your job to make sure as a parent as an educator as a teacher as a auntie a uncle a a whatever whoever if you are around children it is your job to make sure that the universe paints on these children in the most positively affirming way possible That is your job. And it's also your duty to yourself. If you cannot look in the mirror and tell yourself something positive about yourself, something positive about your future, something positive about the goals that you have set up and saying, this is going to happen. I prophesize over my life that this will happen, that I am it. Period. And no that because it came out of your mouth, as the what the people say, from my mouth to the Jesus is, or however old folks say, my mouth to the good Lord is, that's how they say it. From my mouth, my lips to the good Lord's is. 
if you say it, it is true. The universal law of um the universal law of um what is it called? I forgot. I forgot what it's called. Anyway. The universal law number two. What is it called? The law of energy or I can't remember. Um, frequency. The law of frequency. The universal law of frequency says that everything down to the smallest molecule is vibrating at a frequency. And like frequencies attract like frequencies. So you have to be in the frequency in which you are trying to gain. In which you are trying to become. You do not just one day become nothing and then the next day you are something. Your energy changes so that you can become the something. There is work that has to be done. Frequency is changing. You have to change your frequency. Tune, tune, tune. Until you are in alignment with the frequency in which you are trying to be in. It's called the law of magnetism. Okay? Understanding that that prophecy is a magnet and the universe is holding another magnet and as soon as that prophecy comes off your mouth bam universe takes it now it's stuck to it like glue if you've ever dealt with powerful magnets not just the little ones that you play with in school or the ones that you used to put on the refrigerator but them powerful ones that can like pick up a car imagine that How the hell are you going to get that shit off until somebody pushed the button to turn it off? So be careful with what you prophesize over yourself, over your family members, over the people that are in your bloodline. Because not all family, all bloodline is a part of your family. Families are sacred. We share a bloodline, but you do not always share your family. Okay? And understanding that you do not want your bloodline to have things in it in which because guess what happens if you keep dogging and and watering down your bloodline it don't just stick with the people that you're pointing at that's an a a dna magnet okay so you can't get rid of that it's already in you and your babies and it's gonna be in the next ones too so be careful in how you prophesize over things that can affect you positively or negatively Make sure that your energy is in alignment with the things that you're trying to prophesize. Because what is a prophecy but the manifestation of you from someone else's mouth? What is it? That is it. Someone else manifesting your life. That's all. Positively promoting your future is all of prophecy is. The positive promotion of your future. Anyway, go listen to my story by Lil Mo. Um, It's on her base um, 
based on a true story album. It's, I think it's like song number two or three. And you'll understand what I'm talking about if you didn't before. Um, I hope you guys like this. And I will see you. Be safe. Pray over yourselves. Pray over your children. Pray over your loved ones. Even if you cannot touch them, make sure to give love, light, and elevation to your spirits, your family members that have passed. Change out your ulcer water. Do the things that you're supposed to do to create your ritual for today. And I will talk to you again next week. Bye.